Hello everyone, I'm 223MR and welcome back to Diamond World. I want to thank you guys for joining me and remember to follow the channel on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at King223MR. In this episode of Diamond World, I'm going over the PlayStation Showcase as well as the NFL's opening week. But before I get into the news, this episode of Diamond World is sponsored by my new series, Grand Prix from a Newbie, where I cover the most recent Grand Prix in IndyCar and F1. Now, let's get back to the news. Now, if you guys are new here, I'll just start with the best thing I saw or played this week. And they get into some sports news and then end with video game news. So, with that, let's start off with the best thing I saw this week. And honestly, it's, it, it was mind-blowing to see Albert Pujols hit that bomb right there in St. Louis in his first at-bat in Bush Stadium for the series. Um, it was, you know, it felt electric. Um, the crowd gave him a standing ovation. Just an awesome thing to see. Uh, walking Hall of Famer, you know. Um, the respect that Albert Pujols has given to a lot of players. The respect that he's given to his fans, you know. And I just think that it, what the Dodgers uh, did with Pujols, I can't say enough. I, I know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Dodgers fan. Don't, you know. But I'm not biased about this issue, but about this. Um, Albert Pujols probably did one of the smartest things in coming to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers have, you know, made his choice the right decision. You know, they made him look good. Uh, the Dodgers have shown that signing Pujols was just not... Um, it was both parties, you know. Both parties wanted this. Both parties got this. Both parties believed in each other. And I am so glad that... It seems to have worked out. Um, you know, Pujols has been in another level. And I think it's just not that he's on another level. I don't think that it's, it's that he's, you know, he's changed his workout routine, his diet or anything. I just think he's that good. And he, he wasn't being um, well in the Angels organization. He had a lot of good friends there. No, no doubt about that. But the office back there, it just doesn't seem like there was any room for him. You know, they signed him that contract. Um, I don't know. I forgot how many years it was. What, 10 years? Something like that? I don't really remember. I don't really care. But um, they kind of just wanted him out out of the door after five years, you know? It, it just didn't make sense. So that that's pretty impressive to see him and to see the crowd. Cardinals. I mean, when I look, think of our Pujols, I think of Cardinals, World Series champion. Um and Bush Stadium. That's easily what I think of. So now, let's head into the sports news. Um, let's start off with the NL West race. Um, well, the NL West uh, continues to heat up with the Giants being two and a half games ahead of the Dodgers as of this recording. Giants have the upper hand with not just taking them down in their last seri series, but having an easier schedule in the end of the calendar uh, leading into October. We'll see what happens. I still think the Dodgers take the division but the Giants aren't losing five games in a row so the Dodgers need to win out and they are playing the Padres uh and the Padres do have their number but the Dodgers gotta play some really great team not not just the Padres they gotta play they gotta play um I believe they gotta play the Brewers at the end of the season and they still have do have a couple other uh playoff teams that are um among them so um you know um, I kind of think that the Dodgers still have a shot. I think they will win the division. 
But again, um, if the Giants win, won't be shocked. Will not be shocked. They are that damn good. Um, and I don't see them slowing down. I don't see them slowing down until October. You know, that's the only time when they're when they're no longer in, in the playoffs. That's the only time I see them slowing down when they get eliminated. Um, but yeah, same thing with the Dodgers, man. Um, look, if their streak ends, their streak ends. You know, don't think about don't think about it. Work. Dodgers got to think about getting. Uh, obviously, they're, they're trying to win the division, but just get hot. That's all the Dodgers at this point. I would tell them to do just get hot. Who cares about the division race? Um, you know, it's all about getting hot. That way, when you're in that wild card game, you have your best hitters at that moment. Knock them out. The Reds or the Padres move on to the Giants, whoop their ass, and then go on to the Brewers or Braves, you know, or whoever they're gonna play. Um, and then you know, work out whatever happens in the World Series. Uh, that's what I would do if I was Dave Roberts and Dodgers to make sure um, I get hot for those for October. You know, and if I'm the Giants, just play your game, man. Just play your game. Giants, I think if they, they win the division, they earned it. They earned it easily. So, you know, I got to gotta give praise to the Giants, you know. Now on to the next news. Uh, we got UCLA, uh, an unranked team, beats number 16 ranked LSU with authority. No gimmick at all. LSU showed nothing from defense and offense struggled to keep up, keep pace with UCLA's Chip Kelly's playbook. This marks UCLA's first win under Chip Kelly. Um, well, actually, his second win, but first win as a ranked team. I'm sorry about that. First uh, Chip Kelly win uh, going up against a ranked team. I believe that's, uh, that's a fact. And it was an all-out statement, man. Both teams switched places in ranking with UCLA taking number 16 and LSU falling from top 25 we'll see how ucla continues in the season uh their rushing uh, was very impressive to see but then again lsu couldn't tackle even if it was a vegetable on the field man oregon beats number three uh ranked ohio state um those are two two pack 12 teams uh that are showing that they belong and they're going for the top five they're going for those top five ranked uh rankings you know to see Oregon beat a number three Buckeyes, you know, I wasn't very, uh, I didn't feel like the Buckeyes were very promising this season. The Ohio State's always, uh, Ohio State's always good. But I also didn't see this coming, you know, Oregon, and, and Oregon's number 12. Don't get me wrong. They're ranked number 12. But still, after Justin Herbert went on to the draft, got drafted by the Chargers, I didn't think Oregon was still going to be in those top-ranked teams. And man, are they. Uh, they. They just beat a number three team, which I believe um, Oregon might go all the way to top six. You know, might get a number six ranking. Now, I really wanted to talk about this, and I want to make sure I get this across, man. The U.S. Open, and I want to talk about the U.S. Open women's single tournament. Absolutely. If it, I, I talked about the Albert Pujols things because Albert Pujols, that's just one moment. But I wanted a whole segment on this. This was absolutely amazing. You know, I didn't watch every single game, but the games I did watch, absolutely electric. New York. <laughs> Gotta give you a round of applause. That, those New York fans were absolutely electric. You could feel what they were feeling. You could feel... 
what those athletes were feeling too. Man, those athletes were absolutely amazing. Best. One of the best tournaments I've seen, you know, for the U.S. Open. I know last year we had, um, last year, yeah. Last year we did have Naomi Osaka. But I don't think there was, was there fans? I don't even remember, dude. I think there was fans last year. But Naomi Osaka, but the difference between, I think, now and then, Naomi Osaka became a star, you know. She became a star um, in Wimbledon, right? Went to the U.S. Open, became a megastar. Um, you know, she goes on to the U.S. Open. Now, you know, everyone's going crazy. So, I definitely wanted to talk about this. And I want to talk about the women's division. And so, let's go on into Layla Fernandez and Emma. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. So I won't try it. My apologies out there. Uh, but they continued their dominance as the underdogs heading into the finals. You know, they they competed against some really, really great talent out there. And I won't get into um, everything or who they beat. But it's very impressive how they, how they were able to get there um, on their tour to the U.S. Open um, finals. You know, I really did not expect this. In a single scenario, you know, to be honest, I didn't expect this at all. Two teenagers haven't headlined the finals since 1999. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. You know, it's been a very long time since um, since this has happened. And history was made not just when one teenager went on to the finals, but when both went to the finals with Emma winning that semifinal match. Um... Winning a semifinal match against um, uh, Sakari. I didn't know how to pronounce that. But it definitely shows that the women's uh, tennis has the best young stars. And there's only going to be more coming. Now, Emma did have the upper hand in their match. It felt as if Layla was too slow at times. And wasn't able to get those uh, important breaking points that really mattered. And that would have gave her some type of swing, uh, swing momentum. Emma didn't allow Layla to win a set and well she won the US Open. You know, I I was rooting for Layla Fernandez in in the tournament because I love Naomi Osaka, you know. I think she's absolutely amazing. I can't not watch her. You know, if she's on, she's playing, I'm watching her. That's just what it is. And uh to see her lose to Layla and I understand you know, Naomi Soka was kind of, uh, you know, she was ranked number three, but we still didn't know if she was going to be able to beat, uh, to win another U.S. Open. I mean, this year's U.S. Open. Um, but Leila Fernandez, man, the grit, the grind, the composure, the heartbeats, um, that she showed that she wasn't afraid of the spotlight, you know, I, I just couldn't. You know, I just had to go for her. I had to root for her. Um, I didn't really watch enough of uh, Emma um, during the tournament. So, I didn't have a really gist of, you know, what I was going to get from her uh, against Layla. But, it was just one of those things where I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, you know. September 11th, 2021. Two teenage women stars went on to the U.S. Open 
New York was going absolutely nuts for these two women. Teenagers, man. 19-year-old, 18-year-old. Um, and it's just incredible. I wish I was there. I really do. I mean, it was just... So, the crowd was amazing. I think the crowd uh, really showed how much heart... How much th these women actually put into the fight, you know, to get that... Uh, get that trophy. And so I really wanted to talk about that, um, the US Open. So yeah, uh, congrats to Emma. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say her last name. Say her last name. Congrats to Emma Radakanu. You see? Just sounds horrible, man. Sounds horrible off my mouth. You know, sorry about that. But yeah, congrats to her. I loved uh, the, press, the press conference. What, post conference? Whatever they, whatever they had um to uh, you know to give them the trophies but Layla and Emma both had beautiful speeches that I think you guys uh should definitely watch um but yeah I hope that um I think women's tennis is definitely in the right hands um and yeah it was just exciting to watch on to the next news um I'm gonna bring up um F1 news so the F1 season uh silly season continues on through this last week with Kimi announcing his retirement and Botas getting a seat to re uh, to replace him. Um, so Botas will be going to Alfa Romero. Kimi is out and he's retiring. Um, you know, Mercedes will later come out and officially sign George Russell to the team um, and, you know, team him up with uh, the great Sir Lewis. You know, we all saw this coming. It was rumors. Both sides going to Alfa Romero. Once that is done, George Russell signed with Mercedes. Um, you know, that wasn't really a big secret, you know. Um, but Alfa Tori also announced that Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda will stay for the next season. Um, I mean, awesome for Alfa Tori, right? Awesome for Gasly, awesome for Yuki Tsunoda. Um, but I also don't want uh, Pierre Gasly to uh, be there any more longer. I hope that next season is his last season. At Alpha uh, Alpha Tori, uh, just because he belongs in in a better car, you know, he deserves a Red Bull. And here's the thing, he deserves a Red Bull spot, but I don't think he deserves to be teammates with Max Verstappen. This guy has literally tore up the Alpha Tori car. You know, he has been driving out lights out. You know, now he ha he did have he had trouble in Mons and. Monza in Italy Grand Prix. Um, we'll talk about that on my new show, Grand Prix from a newbie. So we'll talk about that there uh, more. But yeah, I don't want uh, Gassy to stay there any more longer than he has to. Um, so yeah, I hope uh, you know there's Alpine is still there. You know Fernando is definitely gonna stay there. So uh, for next season, so maybe uh, uh, you know. When Alpine is uh, in a little bit of better spot and uh, Fernando Alonso leaves, Gasly goes in. You know, two Italy drivers, Esteban Ocan and Pierre Gasly. Who knows? But with that, Williams has also announced that their lineup will be Alex Albon and Nicholas Latifi. Now, yes, Alex Albon will move on from the Red Bull team. And he'll be going to Williams and drive in a Mercedes. Um, in a Mercedes engine, I should say. But yeah. I mean, this is... 
Um, this is also something we saw coming. It was a lot of rumors. Um, but yeah, um, I think um, I think this is great. You know, I'm not a big Alex Albon fan. You know, I don't really think he's the probably the best young driver in Formula One. But I do think that he had a better shot uh, with Williams than he ever will be with Red Bull. You know, I just don't see. I again, I don't see any future of Pierre Gasly or Alex Albon in in Red Bull. You know, maybe Albon could have had a better better case, but it just doesn't seem like is a good spot for a lot of young drivers. I think uh, Sergio Perez does a great job. He's a veteran, and you know, Vax Verstappen is a young kid, and. Sometimes, for the most part, the veteran is the one that that is the, the world champions goes for the world champions. But Verstappen is, and we saw that with Ferrari too, right? Vettel, uh, Sebastian Vettel was um, the veteran, but he was getting outshined by the young the young driver Leclerc, and who stayed Leclerc. Now he's with Carlos Sainz. Um, but yeah, twenty twenty two is starting to shape up with only a Giovinazzi seat in question. Um, so yeah, so Alfa Romero is still figuring out who that next driver is gonna, who the next driver is gonna be, because we all think that Giovinazzi's seat is very much, you know, he's out. I, and here's the thing. I don't, I, I don't think he has shown anything to prove that he has um, deserves that seat. I know he got his last two, um, two races. He has gotten better qualifiers, going to Q Q three, but. You know, it just it doesn't seem like Giovinazzi had the best shot at staying in Formula One, you know, or even with Alfa Romero, just, just specifically that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if he wants to take a sabbatical, um, obviously he he might will be he might be um, instead of being a, a sim driver for Alfa Romero, Ferrari, or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, join IndyCar. I mean, look at Rom- uh, Roman Grosjean, Sebastian Bourdais. Um, you know, uh, look at all the drivers they have. You know, uh, Patricio Ward, Alex Palou, uh, Renus VK. You know, I know most of those guys are very much uh, American trained, but Roman Grosjean has definitely um, very much shown that, look... There's a place for him in IndyCar. There's a place for them in America. And I think if Giovinazzi really wants to come um, to IndyCar, I think he has a perfect spot here in, in the America, um, in America uh, single seat uh, drive, you know. So we'll see what happens with Giovinazzi. Um, but yeah, I think the lineup should be should be all together except for those Alfa Romero. We should get news probably um, this month where Giovinazzi is going to be at. So yeah. Now, on to the NFL's opening week. So, um, we started off on Thursday. We had Tampa Bay beating the Cowboys on, thir- on, on Thursday, like I said. Um, and on Sunday, depending on when you hear this, maybe it's today, whatever the case may be. But, um, th- you know, the opening Sunday, we have the Seahawks versus Colts, Pittsburgh versus the Bills, Ravens versus Chiefs, Tua versus Matt Jones, Rams face off against Justin Fields and the Bears. And on Monday, my Raiders face off against the Ravens. Some great games to start off the season off. And a lot of, you know, betters 
getting in on this week, you know. Vegas, going to get that money for sure. Um, I'm most excited for Cleveland versus Chiefs uh, rematch, and I have a feeling the Browns are going to get this win. I'm hearing everywhere, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. You know, I understand Chiefs are that good, but I just have this gut feeling. Baker Mayfield and the Browns are going to take that W and shoot their asses to the moon. You know, they're going to shoot to the moon after this win against Kansas City. You know, that's just what I think. Um, but definitely not going to count out the Chiefs. I actually think Chiefs, you know, have a better shot at winning. But I have a good feeling the Browns are going to get take this win. And I think that's the difference, right? Um, when you're talking about um, who's going to win and who you feel like is going to win. So, yeah, I feel like Cleveland's going to win. But everything's pointing towards the Chiefs. So, um, let me know... Um, Depending on when you get this, uh, let me know what, what game you guys were most excited for. Or what game did you guys watch and was like absolutely amazed um, that, thank God, this was on the first week. Um, yeah. I know the, the uh, Steelers versus Bills is also a good match. Um, I believe that's going to be in Buffalo too. Tua versus Matt Jones, probably, right? Um, now, you know... I live in Los Angeles, but, you know, I got to go with the Bears, man. Fuck the Rams. Um, and I kind of really, really kind of hope that Justin Fields play that game. You know, what do the Bears have to lose? You know what I'm saying? It's like, they don't really have much. I mean, they've been to the playoffs twice. Are they really good enough for a Super Bowl? I don't think so. So, might as well just play them. Fuck it. All right, guys. So, we made it through the sports news. Now let's get on to the video game news. Um, but yeah, first, before I get into the PlayStation Showcase, man. Let's talk about, let's talk about Sonic Colors Ultimate. Now, Sonic Colors Ultimate is a dangerous game. Who would have thought that the Blue Hedgehog would have a really bad launch for a 3D Sonic game. Now if you guys don't know. What I'm talking about man. Sonic Colors Ultimate. The Switch version. Specifically. Has epileptic glitches. I think I said that right. Epileptic. No I didn't say that right. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to show them here. Because I don't want anyone to get hurt. But Nintendo is giving refunds, so even if you hate the game, uh, you can go ahead and get your money back. Tell them you got glitches or whatever the case it may be. Um, um, because from what I'm seeing from the uh, from the videos of you know of these glitches, uh, this might be um, the greatest game to ever come out. You know, especially to come out this year. You know, to have a game that can potentially uh, kill people Sonic EXE dude this is <laughs> are you kidding me dude how does this get out into the public how it, how are these things sold it doesn't make any sense to me what the fuck was that Sega you know what happened at Sega dude how do you not make sure that these glitches don't happen who the fuck was the test uh who the fuck tested the game 
who the fuck developed the game, how the fuck the code was that fucked up. You know, some obviously when the game is released, you know there's gonna be bad patches. Obviously, it's a Sonic game. You know, um, there's gonna be some type of glitches. You know, it's gonna need a, a patch or two, whatever the case may be. But to have epileptic glitches, it just doesn't seem right. You know, and I know it might be on an emulator or whatever the case may be, but it's just it's bad. You know, I think once um once this story came out, it's a pretty bad thing. And think about it, and think about it. So Sonic Colors Ultimate had a, a digital deluxe edition. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were having uh this this problem with the digital the digital deluxe edition for forty five bucks on Nintendo Switch. So, I mean, you're not just getting the ultimate one, but you're getting the 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 digital deluxe. If I am correct, let me see. Yeah, it's called Sonic Color Ultimate Digital Deluxe for forty five bucks. Um, you paid forty five bucks to possibly end up injured, you know, or whatever the case may be. Uh, put yourself in the hospital for forty five bucks. That is um pretty crazy and if you guys are gonna search it up let me go let me know what you guys think of those glitches man i know um i'm i was gonna get it before um actually i was gonna pre-order it and i'm kind of mad that i didn't you know very much mad i did it you know but i'm gonna get the physical copy that way i could keep this forever and ever and hopefully i get glitches man i really want the glitches to be in my copy of the game you know or, you know, have a playthrough of glitches. Because some of those colors, man. Best colors in the game. Ultimate, man. It says Sonic Colors Ultimate. That's what literally it gave you. So, um, yeah. That was some big news coming from the Blue Hedgehog World. Sonic community. Love that community. One of the greatest communities of all time. Uh, filled with great people. Um, people who know their stuff people who are reasonable you know so uh that's a uh, that's where we live off with that all right so now we're on to the the main show the main part of the show which is a playstation showcase let's run down uh this awesome event so um first we had um the first thing they revealed was the knights of the old republic remake now this is crazy Dude, they revealed this. I don't think I, I, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. It was rumors that there was a remake coming of Knights of the Old Republic, um, but to open the show with it, and especially to state that it's a time exclusive, or whatever the case that may be, a year, whatever the case may be, um, but to have Darth Revan show it, man, it I popped. I never got to. I've never played uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So, I know I'm for sure going to get this game. I'm sure going to be a badass with Darth Revan. Um, you know? Um, so, yeah. I, I am super excited for that. Project Eve with the next one. Um, we got trailer and gameplay. This is a Korean developed uh, game. And, honestly, it looks pretty good. Uh, Teeny Tina's... Uh, wait. Teeny Tina's Wonderland. Sorry, that's, that's a weird one. Uh, but it's a Borderland type game. It's from Gearbox. So we had a lot of uh, Borderland fans, I guess, uh, kind of hyped for that. 
And for Spoken is a Square Enix theme. I don't really, um, I don't really know what the fuck's going on there. Um, it's Square Enix, so you, I mean, you could trust them. It looks kind of cool. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Siege, Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, we got more footage from that. Okay, whatever. We got the Alan Wake uh, remastered trailer for the PS5. Um, cool. Uh, GTA 5 Expanded Enhanced Edition and GTA Online, GTA Online for the PS5. Why the fuck was this showed? I don't give a fuck. You know, rock, Rockstar. I don't give a fuck. I want GTA 6, goddammit. Look, GTA 5 is great, right? Um, this has mean potential to go all the way into the PS7, dude, and in Xbox, uh, uh, 520, you know, 420, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, um, this is just one of those things that Rockstar is going to continue doing. Why, you know, GT, why is GTA coming to PS5? We don't need a PS5 version. I don't give a fuck about PS5 version. Uh, give me GTA 6. Fuck off. Uh, we got Gus, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. We got more footage and more of a storyline uh, from that. Uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. More footage from that, I guess. Um, we got a little bit more trailer from that. So, kind of like a movie trailer. Kind of cool. Uh, Vampires, uh, The Massacred Blood Hunt. I think that's what it's called. Um, so, we got a trailer from that. Gameplay. And we got uh, Deathloop. More footage from that. Why? Who was it, dude? Was it Phil Spencer? Was it Phil Spencer who was like, we need Deathloop. We need Deathloop. It comes out like in a couple weeks. We need that shit now. I don't give a fuck about Deathloop, dude. I already, I already know enough that I'm not going to pre-order that game. I know enough. Um, so it's like, why are you going to show me that? I already made up my mind, you know, with the, with the last trailer you showed. Or two trailers ago you showed. I don't give a fuck at this point, you know? Or, or you, you kind of already made your mind up. I'm not buying it until I know the game is good. Or whatever the case may be. Until the reviews come out. Come on. Uh, after that, we had a Kid uh, Kid Mencia exhibition. I don't know what the fuck that is. Dude, it's like, I guess it had like a Blair Witch type of thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think it was the Blair Witch one. Yeah, they had a video camera, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Tachia, skip. I'm not going to talk about that. We had Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection for PC and PS5. So, PC, awesome, dude. Um, it's cool. It's going to be on PC. Uh, you know, I can't say nothing about that. But, why? Why is it coming to PS5? You know, it's on the PS4. My PS5 is a PS4 emulator. Why do I need it to come to PS5? I don't really get that. You're going to make me pay? You know, it just doesn't make any sense for that, for me, for, you know, and obviously you are, it's a Thieves, it's a Thieves collection, right? So you're getting those two games, um, you're obviously going to have to pay, right? Because I only have Uncharted, I only have an Uncharted 5, whatever, right? Oh, sorry, Uncharted 4, Uncharted 4. I have Uncharted 4, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to get the upgrade, am I? Now the next thing that they showed was Marvel's Wolverine. Um, holy shit, what a reveal. Did not expect that. Made by Insomniac. What the fuck? Grand Turismo 7 looks awesome. Talk about more about it uh, in a little bit. Marvel Spider-Man 2 2023. 
Let's go talk about more. More. I'll talk more about that later. God of War Ragnarok. We found out the name. It's called Ragnarok, and we got gameplay. We got story. Cool stuff. So it's a lot to unpack. I know I kind of ran down and what my thoughts were. So I'll only cover what I think is cool and what I thought is the important. So uh, let's go back to Star Wars: uh, um, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh. So this game is, from what we heard from the developers, of, uh, is that it's going to be modernized, and I just can't wait. Um, again, I popped, I popped hard. I went crazy when I saw Darth Revan. I really didn't think it was going to be Darth Revan. Like, I was doing some, I think I was writing, uh, I was writing Diamond World. So I was writing this thing, I'm pretty sure I was writing Diamond World. And then all of a sudden, Darth Revan shows up, dude. I was not expecting that. That caught me off guard. So excited for that. So afterward, after that one came out, obviously Project Eve, but I felt like Project Eve didn't get that much attention for the reason that Darth Revan was showed. You know, you, you go from Darth Revan to another game. But it did have a, it, it looks good, you know. It's under some Korean developers, um, and it's a hack and slash. So I'm pretty interested in that one. That one, I think, has um, influences from uh, Bayonetta, which obviously Devil May Cry. So, it looks really cool. Looks really fun. I mean, the graphics look pretty great. The girl looks amazing. I, you know, I'm so glad that, that it's a game with a female lead. And she looks hot, but isn't showing a lot of, a lot of um, skin, you know? Why? I, I don't know why I have to mention that, but I do. I do. Um. So, again, Uncharted moves uh, and gets PC... It's a PS5 upgrade. Um, you know, it still looks great on the PS4. I won't drag that out anymore, but I'm just still still confused about that. Um, you know, um, but now I want to talk about Gran Turismo 7. Now, this looks absolutely gorgeous, dude. I am so excited for March. So we got the release date. It's March 4th. Um, you know, there was so much customization that was shown. You know, obviously we're talking about the customization of a car. But we're talking about the, the uh, cars from the past. You know, the liveries of the cars, you know. These future cars, futuristic cars um, that they have, you know. The graphics, you know, are absolutely amazing, dude. I know I'm probably going to uh, get Gran Turismo day one. I might live stream it. I don't know. But I'm, I suck at sports. I, not sports game. I suck at racing games. You know, I'm only really good at kind of Formula 1. But even I don't play online. So I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah. Gran Turismo 7. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid. And wanting to get Gran Turismo 7. But I could never afford it. Um, you know. Uh, so, you know. Um, I... But yeah, I always mesmerize Gran Turismo, you know. Um, and now having Gran Turismo 7. I, I played Gran Turismo on the PS4, right? But having Gran Turismo 7, having seeing how much they've added from that last game. We're getting features that, you know, it kind of looks like Forza, right? With those with those maps, right? That map, right? What they showed with that map kind of looks like uh, Forza Horizon. 
It doesn't look like it's going to be open world, which I'm glad it's kind of, it's not simulated racing game. But it does kind of show that there, there's more organization with the map. I think from, from, from Gran Turismo PS4, which I think I'm not mistaken. But they also have the feature that I'm so glad that they added. Photo, better photo mode. Dude, a better photo mode. Which means, like, um, I think what they showed was you could pick any one of your cars... You know, put them in, in uh, and then put them in a photo. Photoshop them into a photo. That is absolutely awesome, dude. Before uh, on Gran Turismo PS4, we could only sh uh, take a picture from our garage. Now we have so much, you know, added to that, which is so awesome. You could, you could take a picture of our dream car. You could take a picture of our probably our current car. Customize it up. Take a picture of our current car. Just looked pimped out. You know. That's something that the game was missing. I'm so glad they added it, you know. And again, they're talking about the haptic feedback. I don't know a lot. A lot I don't know if a lot of people are going to be using a controller to play Gran Turismo 7. I know I am because I'm not fucking buying a steering wheel right now with the setup I have. It just I don't have enough room. But you know, it. Who knows? Or I, who knows if people are going to like play. Like, once they get it, they're just going to fucking play on the controller for, like, I don't know, an hour. Because that's the thing. Gran Turismo 7, I think, is going to be kind of like the Ratchet and Crank. Ugh. I don't know why I said it. Kind of like the Ratchet and Clank, you know? Um, you know, I know it's going to be on PS4 as well. I think that's what they said. Um, but on PS5, you're getting the adaptive triggers, the haptic feedback, and the SSD. Um... You know, fasting loading times uh, with Gran Turismo 7. So that's going to do a lot of things that, you know, that's going to probably influence a lot of people to my play with the controller a little bit more often than the steering wheel. You know, and I think that's, uh, if I was a steering wheel person, I'd probably want to uh, review the game with the haptic uh, controller, with the PlayStation 5 controller first before I go with the steering wheel. You know, it, so... I kind of want to see what people, how people react to that as well, because again, you're going to go from a steering wheel to a controller. I don't think so, but seeing what, how those people feel about those controllers, um, when they're playing Grand Turismo 7, I kind of want to hear what they're saying about that. Um, but let's talk about the big news, baby. That's Insomniac, man. What the fuck? What the fuck? Not only did they show Spider-Man 2 that featured Peter Miles Morales, I believe Craven's voice, and they showed off Venom. They showed off Venom. You know what they did? You know, you know what they did to us? Obviously you do. They revealed a new project. Insomnia Games is making Wolverine. Marvel's Wolverine. I am fucking hyped up to the max. I am excited for that. It, 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 again, it's gonna, it looks like it's both exclusive to PS5. It sucks. It, trust me, it sucks uh, that we still have exclusive games. But if anyone deserves an exclusive game, it's PlayStation and Insomnia games. God damn it. Um, they continue to make their great games. They just continue. Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man... Uh, Spider-Man, uh, and Spider-Man Miles Morales, right? So Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 
and then Ratchet and Clank. And then don't forget about that Ratchet and Clank game that came out when the PS4 came out. Right? So Insomniac Games have been developing, you know, the best games that PlayStation has to offer, other than Santa Monica, uh, which we're going to get to in a minute. But, man, look, man. I know it's a Marvel game. I know it's a franchise that pe two people love, right? We love Spider-Man. We love the X-Men, especially Wolverine. Um, but man, Insomniac makes dynamic stories. It's something that Marvel, I think, respects and they love their relationship with Insomniac Games, you know? It's just one of those things where I'm... It's like it's like this. When you're watching a Marvel film, an Endgame or whatever the case may be, Loki... When you're watching as a comic book fan, you get what you want as a fan, right? Well, Marvel is getting what they want as a fan too. You know, they're getting these very great storied games with Insomniac. They know what Insomniac can do with Ratchet and Clank. And they saw a couple other games, right? They went to, um, Marvel went to Insomniac games. You know, they got Spider-Man out of it. And it just blew up the world, you know? And now they're going to get Wolverine. It's just something something to be, you know, honored by by um, Insomniac, right? For for a video game studio to respect you that much to give you two exclusive games, you know. And a game that they didn't really need. We know Spider-Man is owned by Sony, right? The film company, right? They don't really have anything to do with the video games or whatever the case is. But it fits, right? Spider-Man, Sony, whatever, you know. It fits. But... Now you add Wolverine to that list? Oh my. Okay, so let's talk about Santa Monica Studios here. There's God of War. Ragnarok, baby. Holy fuck. Kratos is gonna go through Ragnarok. Um you know this son, this father-son uh, duo, this storyline. I haven't even okay, so I haven't played the 2018 version of God of, of God of War. I think it's 2018. I haven't played that version of God of War. Um, I'm going to play it, I think, later this month. Because I'm already hyped for Ragnarok. And I haven't even played the played it yet. So, I'm, you know, I need to catch up. Going to catch up. But, you know, from the feedback that I heard from the fans. And look, I love God of War Trilogy. It's why I haven't gone to, to the 2018 version of God of War. This, you know, with North... Uh, you know, mythology. Um, but it's just something special, man. It's something special that I had with those trilogies that it's kind of hard for me to see Kratos like that. But at the same time, I want to see it. So I'm going to I'm gonna play it next month and I'm going to get ready for Santa Monica Studios' next uh, God of War project, God of War Ragnarok. Because it looked absolutely great. Um, you know, um... And I'm glad that the fans uh, got hyped up for it too. We got Thor. Um, you know, we got a lot of cool stuff on that. I think a lot of people obviously are going for the story. I think a lot of people really like the story. I think that's why I'm, I'm kind of excited to play God of War 2 for the story. Right? Um, but yeah. Um, I'm super excited for after the PlayStation Showcase. Some of the best games uh they shown for we kind of know their timeline we know their schedule now and look i'm just gonna say it, xbox got bodied and it's honestly just because of the showcase you know 
Look, when X Xbox showed their showcase, PlayStation got bodied. When PlayStation showed their Xbox, they got bodied. And it's just that thing where it's like, you know, I have both. I have all, all three systems, right? I got the Xbox. Um, I got the the next-gen Xbox, right? Xbox X, S, whatever series, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I got the PS5. I got the Nintendo Switch. I got a PC, uh, you know, PC laptop, right? And gaming laptop, whatever the case may be. So I have all forms of life, you know. And I just really love um, video games. So obviously, it's stupid to fight over stupid shit, you know. But when there's a showcase, when especially when it's not, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, uh, Comic Con. Well, not even Comic Con. Sorry, but e those E3s, those Comic Cons and stuff. When you know Xbox and PlayStation have their little thing, and you know they go at it, right? So you have. Oh, who had a better uh, show, right? You know, not with these, right? Because this is... You can't really be like, oh, shit. Like, next... Tomorrow, I'm going to, you know, release this shit. This shit, you know? You know, you have to wait a whole showcase. A whole, you know, four months or whatever the case may be. To show you what, what you have, right? So, I feel like whenever a showcase happens, the other one gets bodied. And that's what happened here. Um... Now, for PlayStation, the rundown for uh, for the next couple months, for this year, I think, is um, obviously they're going with Death Stranding. I'm definitely going to pick that up for the PS5. Um, love that game. Um, obviously, next year, they got uh, Forza Hor uh, Horizon. Not Forza. Sorry, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I forget what, what the title of that game is called. Um... You know, they got, um, um, Gran Turismo 7, right? And I believe God of War Ragnarok will come out 2022. So, their lineup's looking good as well as, uh, Xbox. It's a great time to be a, a, a console fan. Not a console fan, a video game fan. I feel like every year is great to be a video game fan. You know what I'm saying? So... That's where I gotta leave that at, leave it at that, you know. I love the PlayStation Showcase. Um, let me know what you guys thought of it. Let me know if you guys thought it was shit. Because you're an Xbox uh, fanboy. Let me know. You know. Just for the record, I'm a PlayStation fanboy. You know. But Gears of War is fucking awesome. So that will do it for this week's episode. And remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At King223MR. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, 223MR. Um, my YouTube channel has uh, video game uh, gameplays. Um, you got uh, Diamond World stuff, obviously. We got a brand new series called Grand Prix from a Newbie. Remember to check that out, where I talk about the in Formula 1 and IndyCar Grand Prix. We talk about the championship. I you know I make vlogs as well, sometimes. Um, unboxing videos, whatever the case may be, on my YouTube channel. Exclusively. And this podcast is also on YouTube, Apple, Google Podcast, Stitcher, wherever you may get your podcast, it's there. And remember to check out my Instagram, my Twitters for um, my check out my Twitter for news on for special news, uh, sports, what I think about what's happening in the sports on a daily basis, 
and check out my Instagram for, you know, for my hobbies. Um, I got pictures of my figures, action figures that I collect, uh, video games, right? I got Instagram photos of that, Instagram photos of photos that I've taken on Spider-Man, um, you know, photos I've taken in Ratchet & Clank, stuff like that, you know? If you want to get personal with me, go to Instagram and Twitter. You catch me at King2301. Remember that. And remember to uh, comment and like this video as well as subscribe. So goodbye and see you next time.